I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and Sirius XM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and Sirius XM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. CIDP disrupts. CIDP derails. Let's be honest. CIDP sucks. But living with CIDP doesn't have to. When you sign up at ShiningThroughCIDP.com, you'll find inspiration and real patient stories, helpful tips, reliable information, and more. CIDP can be tough. But finding hope just got a little easier. Sign up at ShiningThroughCIDP.com. Be heard. Be hopeful. Be you. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Yeah. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis. Travis, how you doing? Good. I'm, uh... I just uh, saw... <laughs> what happened? You sound great. Did you just uh, take a bunch of Oxy? Yeah. No, I was. I was. I had Takashi stuck in my head. The, really? Yeah, because I saw the... There's billboards all around. There's and, one billboard. We no, just... No, no, I just saw... I just, another one? Yes, there's multiple Takashi billboards. Okay. So I've, I have... I do have the blicky, blicky, glicky... Uh, orange, That's his famous orange song? Orange, chicky, rice with the sticky... Uh, what I have, I have Takashi stuck in my head. Oh, but right. I also—that's a lyric from one of the songs, basically. No kidding. Tell me, tell me that that doesn't sound like one of his songs. I don't think I've ever heard one of his songs. But I, I was just saying to you, I, I did see a really interesting documentary about him on Hulu. Yes, and he—I didn't know this. He started out with like he started out wearing big shirts, walking around New York. Cool before guy. he became a rapper, and they yeah. would all just say like shit and fuck and Whoa. pussy, Whoa. and that that was like I guess back when he started this was. That was explosive enough and controversial cool. to be featured on like fashion blogs and stuff. So I might just like start wearing big shirts that have like controversial statements on them, like uh, like uh, I sell boner pills, you know, or I tripped over my own farts. Just as someone who is one third owner of this company, I hope you do yes. because that could only I want, help. I want to rep. <laughs> I want to be a representative that you guys can. Smile fondly on. I love it, man. We used to wear big Johnson shirts, and those were pretty edgy back in the back day. Back in my day, we used to wear Jinkos, and we were proud of it. Well, nothing wrong with Jinkos. I had a lot of Jinko friends, and you could always hide the weed in all of those pockets, which was true. And you could even hide some flasks in there as well if you were going to a concert. Well, speaking of hiding, the stupidity of people who believe that Donald Trump is still the president of this country, they are not. They are out in full force. We are going to play some sound of people talking about uh, voter fraud. And of course, again, we have to put this in context. We've had people like Dr. Fatrakis on this show. Mm -hmm. The idea of vote stripping, the idea of vote flipping, the problems that we all see when it comes to the voting machines being owned by independent companies. Some of those corporations uh, owned or at least Funded in part by Mitt Romney in 2012, Diebold, I believe that was. All of those things are very suspect. We can hold these, uh, both of these thoughts in our head at the same time when we also confront 
the absolute stupidity coming from people who are grasping mm-hmm. at straws to hopefully see Donald Trump in the White House for another four years. But just again, just to say the sentence, Joe Biden is the next president of the United States. Donald Trump lost. Even if every single one of these things were true that we're about to talk about, it still would not change the outcome of the election. And again, just to stress what is true voter election fraud, the purging of tens of thousands of people off of voter rolls, not allowing felons to vote. The list goes on. Not having Tuesday, Super Tuesday be a national holiday, Mm -hmm. Uh, not allowing people who work um, in jobs where maybe they don't have the most amount of freedom. And uh, yeah, sure, theoretically, they're supposed to be able to go and tell their boss, I'm going to do my civic duty and I'm going to vote, knowing that the boss is just going to fire them (laughs) if they do so. Those are real deterrents to voting. What we're talking about here is uh, what Rudy Giuliani could create with the $20,000 he gets a day. And if you make twenty grand a day, hey, as a creative, you can come up with some pretty cool plot points. I th- what I've learned about the world is that the more you're paid, the actually the less you do in the world. You have to bullshit so much more because you want to keep on getting paid. It's it's incredible. I mean, the it's funny that you would even have to clarify that none of these statements are actually factual uh, because if you listen to any of these people, any of the witnesses that Rudy Giuliani has brought forth right. um, in these like hearings. Uh, it's immediately it's immediately clear that these people are like drunk on Long Island iced teas. And nothing wrong with being drunk on Long Island iced teas. I would say wait until after you testify Afterwards. in the house. But okay. Um, but it is it's funny to me that so Trump really opened this Pandora's box by by insisting and continuing to insist that this election was fraudulent because a- now he has these little. Hobgoblins all Aww. over the country. Hobgoblins all, sound kind of cute. All though. over the the airwaves, saying this this bullshit lie, uh-huh. and it is coming back to he's reaping what he's sowing because with the Georgia yes. runoff uh, for the Senate, he has people actually believing that it is prudent for them to boycott the vote. So he's telling. So you have people like Lynn Wood, right, uh, and the lawyer Sid- for Donald and Trump, Sidney Powell, who are on another the, the lawyer Trump, for Donald Trump, formerly on yeah. Trump's law team because she was fired for being too extreme, which is insane. Uh, but both Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell, representatives for Trump, have been saying to uh, Georgia constituents, "Don't vote, boycott right. the vote, because this election is rigged. Why would you? Why? Why would you participate in a rigged election? And now you have Trump going, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait." wait. All this, all this stuff is true, except we do need you to go vote in the rigged election. This is why it's so difficult when all you do is lie. At some point, you have to start splitting so many babies in half. I think that's the analogy. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to start splitting just, just so many babies, babies in half and in pulling half. their entrails out. Yeah, you have to just start making so many compromises and so many horrible decisions because you have to keep the lie going. But also at some point, the truth does come in and has its say but as it, well. So in Georgia, <laughs> we have, of course, that's the Warnock versus Loeffler election. That's one of them. And of course, Loeffler, the woman who knew well before any of us how serious COVID was and how it made horrible her, that was going to be for the market. I think it made her about $26 million richer knowing that made information. Her, her and Bezos and these billionaires talk about people who are uh, just the greatest 
um, wealth distribution scam in the history of this country. It's unbelievable these billionaires making so much more money as uh, small businesses are completely destroyed and will be for the foreseeable future. So you have Loeffler there who know, know, knowingly lied to the American people, sold all of her stocks while she was on television saying everything is going to be so amazing. It's going to be better than it ever was before. She is in a really close race with Warnock. I the polling again, we're not really going to judge it too much because this is also it's not going to be as if there is a Biden Trump on on the ballot. So turnout you could imagine is probably going to be a little bit lower, which is even worse for Donald Trump and the Republicans if you talk about enthusiasm, right? And if you talk about the Republican Party as a whole, I don't think people really are like that enthused I, yeah. about like the Mitch McConnell led <laughs> cabal of the Republican Party. Trumpers liked Trump. So there's going to be a lot of those people that went to vote for the top of the ticket and decided to trickle down with the Republican Party that are just going to stay at home and say, well, we tried. I would, and then, I would of be course, interested have, to see if, yeah, if like we'll if people's enthusiasm is deflated because their guy is out of the race. And then, of course, we have David Perdue versus John Ossoff. And when it comes to enthusiasm, I think Ossoff and I think Warnock have a lot. So we'll see, especially given, again, as Travis was saying, the two dueling narratives going on when it comes to the authenticity of the vote in Georgia. That runoff vote is going to be January 5th. So we'll keep you up to date on everything that happens there because it is (laughs) extremely important when it comes to uh, who controls the Senate. To be in Georgia right now must be like... It it just is a advertising blitz, right? To, oh my like god! You, well, they're everything finding out must what... be just wallpapered with with uh, ridiculous ad campaigns. But yeah. the the one of the cringier ones I did see was actually from the Warnock Ossoff side. Yeah, and it was a Grinch themed ad campaign calling oh. Loeffler the Grinch. You know, she <laughs> she you could also just tell the truth. She profited off the deaths of thousands of people. Right. You don't need to pretend. She's the Grinch. No, no. The Grinch is actually, at the end of that movie, if you watch, Grinch becomes good. Grinch yes. goes good at the end of The Grinch. And really, people were quite mean to The Grinch in the beginning. It's almost a Jason Voorhees story. They should have been nicer to him, and then they had to pay the price for 30 years. But then at the end, they didn't they heal as a community there in Tinkletown or whatever the hell it was called? The, it's Whoville. Whoville. Yeah, Whoville. I, and I, would who compare, will win? I would compare Kelly Loeffler to The Grinch if The Grinch... Uh, Never changed. If if the Grinch sold stocks, uh, yeah. it sold it sold large portions of his uh, stock portfolio um, yes. right before a pandemic hit Whoville and killing so many Who Whovians. I think those are actually Doctor Who fans. Yeah, uh, but that's that's the only comparison I would accept. I agree. The Grinch is too good. The Grinch, the Grinch is better is than La- Kelly Loeffler. To be compared I, to Kelly Kelly, Loeffler. I agree. So we're gonna see what happens in that runoff. Will people be enthusiastic or will people say, "Well, it doesn't matter if I vote or not because." Uh, it's all rigged. It's all fraudulent. What is the difference? But it's, so it, let's play. I will some- say. Let me just say this though. It's funny. It's so funny to see places like Breitbart and yeah. uh, Gateway Pundit. These kind of the right. I mean, obviously Breitbart. Breitbart is a zealot. You know, uh, when it comes to conservative politics, and then I yeah. think Gateway Pundit is all. It's like right winging, right wing leaning. But I don't really know. But they're they're like having to <laughs> do um, like. Oppo research on Lynn Wood, Trump's legal, right? His <laughs> Trump's attorney in this, and be like, well, actually, he's a he's a Democrat. Like they're they're trying to find all of the evidence that he's like a George Soros funded Democrat. Uh huh. 
but George at the same, Soros, but at the same time, he is exposing the fraudulent election that Trump actually won. Well, again, I, I just love to see people do these gymnastics. This is what happens. In real time. This is what happens when you try to keep a lie going. It inevitably hits the truth, and it just shatters into a million little pieces. Much like that author, James Mr. Frey, Fry, um, who lied. And uh, then Oprah was really mad because she said that book was amazing. But then he lied to Oprah and she never forgave him, did she? So as of this past Friday, Donald Trump had five more cases of voter fraud dismissed. I think, what does this bring him up to? Damn near 50, right? Like He's, he's, he's almost, got- He's. I think it's 48 to 1. Okay. one and that one sort of uh, small win was getting the observers in the... Uh, in the Pennsylvania election, so they, could, so they got, they got, I think they got him four feet closer to the actual counting. Well, isn't that nice? So the loss is in this most recent rejection uh, that was in Wisconsin. The Wisconsin Supreme Court said, hey, man, we just really can't be hearing this anymore. We've got to authenticate this vote. It is done. The vote came in and you lost to deal with it. This is according to Brian Hagerdorn. He is a conservative elected justice. Uh, in a concurring opinion, he, sa- he says the relief being sought by the petitioners is the most dramatic invocation of judicial power I have ever seen. And again, this is not some bleeding heart liberal. He's basically saying you guys are coming to us to overthrow democracy. Yes, that's kind of batshit crazy. That's what Brian Hagerdorn Dorn is saying. He goes on to say. Judicial acquiescence to such entreaties built on so flimsy a foundation would do indelible damage to the future of elections. Once the door is open to judicial invalidation of presidential election results, it will be awfully hard to close that door again. Are you just this reading- is a dangerous path we are we are being asked to tread. Are you just reading Hamlet? Nobody. That's how that's how they talk. So for Lehman, basically, he's just saying the courts don't decide elections. The people decide elections. And the fact you even brought this to the court here in Wisconsin is insane. Uh, take it from me, Brian Hagerdorn or Hagdorn. Um, and of course, no shrinking violet liberal. This is a conservative elected justice saying that I'm sorry. This is completely and utterly insane. Similarly, in Arizona, GOP chair Kelly Ward, uh, her suit was tossed out. This is according to Ward. She says she has vowed vowed to appeal that ruling, um, but the court said the court finds no misconduct, no fraud, and no effect on the outcome of the election. Nevada, the exact same thing. Uh, Minnesota, the exact same thing. And uh, so on and so forth. So let's play some of the sound yeah, here so from this, some of these unbelievable witnesses. Well, this is, and just to give some context, this is Rudy Giuliani's like cavalcade of 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 star witnesses. He's really becoming kind of like Vince McMahon. But He's he, has like a, this, he has this traveling carnival thing yeah <laughs> this is something wicked this way comes sort of thing need to get a giant he just he goes from city to city <laughs> telling these big these big stories about how the election is a lie but he brings with him <laughs> each time like uh local witnesses yes and, and again um, don't forget he's getting he's getting paid 20 grand 20 a grand. day to lie so. so he uh so he has these people and this is this is all recordings from uh, a hearing at the Michigan State Legislature. Okay, and these are some witnesses that Rudy, Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani brought along to convince these um, these uh, state senators to overturn the election. All right. Um, so let's hear just some of the the stuff that they're they're on about here. 
the other representative said that you can actually show up and vote without an ID, it's shocking. How can you allow that to happen? Like, a hmm. lot of people think all Indians look alike. I think all Chinese look alike. So how would you tell? If some chow shows up, you can be anybody and you can vote. And if somebody with my name, you can't even tell my name. Anybody can vote on my behalf. So ID should be the basic requirement. And that got an applause that break. So applause just, to, break. just to read that quote really quick here. And again, <laughs> yeah. don't, uh, I don't want to be crucified here. This yeah, is, don't take this out of context. This is her quote. I think this is what she had to say. I think all Chinese, I think Chinese all look alike. How can you tell? If some chow shows up, you can be anybody and you can vote. And that got an applause <laughs> because that is the country that we're in. Also, just complete and utter insanity. Don't forget, that is her reasoning to overthrow an election. Yeah. And th- so because this- she can't tell Chinese people <laughs> yeah. apart. Yeah, and, so, you know- and so in this woman's mind, I imagine that in her, this fantasy version of the election, there's like a line of Chinese people and they all just have one rubber stamp that says chow on it. Yeah. And they just hand it back to the next person in line. And then I, I actually don't really understand what logic uh, plays into well, this. Well, she one. said it. She said, well, people think all Indian people look alike. I think all Chinese people look alike. I don't. This is OK. So, so again, there, there, what there, the hell is going on here? There is an audience like, okay. clapping. Um, but you'll a lot of these, the actual senators themselves, um, they're not very convinced by these witnesses. What? Uh, so here, this is uh, Senator Jeff Irwin talking to. This lady is a real doozy. This, this is a blonde woman. I can't remember her name, but uh, she's great. If this were to happen, it would show up in the tabulations being off. And we know... They were do off. We know to what extent that they're off. They were off. Right. Yeah, we know that. So why are you asking? What are you asking me? I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to ask you um, if, if Sir, someone were to... Go ahead. If someone were to go and run the same ballot mm-hmm. over and over and over again, that would that would end up showing up as a massive discrepancy, right? Did and I we've, and we've added up the discrepancies. took a ballot and ran it over and over and over again? You Just did. one ballot? Or a batch of 50? It, either way. I mean, the batch right. of 50 is going to be even more. If you take one and you run it over and over and over again, yeah, people are going to notice that that one has been um, ran over and over. I had numerous right. challengers come up to me and say, what's going on here? One guy got thrown out because he right. took a picture of me. Sure. I'm just, I'm just wondering why the numbers at the end of the day aren't matching up with the stories that we're hearing. I'm trying to square that circle. And your, I know there's going to be an investigation is, of is all of these allegations. as good as everybody else is in here. Yeah, there's going to be an investigation it, Why isn't it matching up? We're going to look into all it's these not details. Matching up. Ma'am, Everything ma'am. that happened at that TCF center Everything. was fraud. Ma'am. Every single thing. Every avenue was Excuse taken me. to commit it. Please. And so, and she, well, good for she, her. She's describing the polling place like a right. like an old drunken outlaw saloon. Like every like the people are throwing whiskey bottles, and uh, yeah, fraud is happening right in the open, and pe- people insanity. are being dragged out by security because of all the fraud they were committing. Um, well, and somebody th- took a picture of her, and then here is, she's continuing again. Why is it that we're not having more people come forward? This is the Republican I mail. Mean, like I'll all tell you why. Widespread fraud that you know we'd have dozens and dozens of people. I'll tell you why. My life has been destroyed. My life has been completely destroyed because of this. I've lost family. I've lost friends. I've been threatened. I've been, my kids have been threatened. My, I've, I've had to move. 
I've had to change my phone number. I've had to get rid of social media. I've there. The, nobody wants to come forward. They're getting threatened. They're, they're people. Their lives are getting ruined. I can't even get an actual job anymore. I can't <laughs> because <laughs> Democrats like to ruin your lives. That's why. Thank All you. Right. I'm glad right. somebody said it. Well, I don't. What does this have to do with anything? Well, so she's so he, the uh, senator that you just heard. He asks, "Why? Why are there only like five of you that saw this right. wild these wild accusations you're throwing around? Nobody else saw this stuff that you're talking about. And we there was plenty of observers. Why is it that only you people came forward with this information? And her point is, Democrats will ruin your life, but huh. I, and well, you will not be able to get a job. But I will tell you, I can't remember this woman's name." But I did find out that the reason why she can't, she has a hard time in her life, is because she uh, just recently got caught sending um, revenge porn <laughs> to her boyfriend's ex-wife. Well, you know that'll happen. Everyone has a good. Uh, so she was relationships it, are hard. I, I well, think yeah. So she that, that maybe her own decisions actually are probably a part of and this including this one and of course uh, including this one of showing up and and uh, purporting there to be fraud in the uh, the polling place where everyone was and saw what was happening, but you saw that uh, people were being dragged out, kicking and screaming with. Um, red pins or whatever you're talking about. And it's hard to have too much sympathy. Obviously, I hope that nobody is bullying anybody and I hope that everybody is safe. No one should die over these things. But of course, let's well, not forget over four years, over four years we had. Uh, well, hopefully it just I don't I just it's just she can speak her piece and then we can say that we disagree and so on. Um, but don't forget, Donald Trump used to just tweet somebody's name and then that person would be doxxed. When it comes to doxing, uh, my goodness well, gracious, certainly there's blood on a lot of hands. I don't know if you just saw all the, has to change. the Washington Post just put out a story uh, saying that there only 25 Republican House members have con- sort of conceded to the reality that Joe Biden is the next president. And Trump then, quote, retweets it and says, I don't read the Washington Post. Send me the names of those people, those rhinos. <laughs> so he is going to dox at least 25 members of the House because they said it looks like Joe Biden has prevailed in the election. Right. Uh, but he's yeah, he's he's going to he's he's going to dox for the rest of his life. The and- doxing game continues. And much like the boxing match that happened between uh, Mr. Paul and my man, Nate Robinson, this country is getting knocked out one punch at a time. And it's very unfortunate because these things have lasting effects when it comes to people's ability to trust our the, the key components of our system. And we have to have skepticism and we have to be aware that there are some nefarious things that happen. But when it comes to voter fraud, again, it's not the, the simplicity of these arguments of people they wear a raincoat, they mm-hmm. go in, they vote, they go outside, they switch into a starter jacket, and they go in and vote again. That's really not how it's done, and these things are much more in-depth than that. And uh, again, Rudy Giuliani needing to validate the 20 grand he makes per day, and uh, these are the witnesses that have come forward that want to overturn the election in the United States. So I don't believe that it will hold water, and again, this is really just part of the grieving process. These people are obviously still in the denial phase. Donald Trump, despite what he says on Twitter, despite what he says publicly, in the background, everything is moving forward. The transition team for Biden is now allowed to have 
you know, top secret information he's that only the, the president elect can have. He's getting the yeah. daily briefings and probably mm-hmm. actually, you know, kind of listening to them, which is sort of <laughs> cool. Uh, we'll see uh, how all of that ends up shaking up. Yeah, they're going to have to actually put information in them now instead of just like clip art. Well, they did put a lot of pictures in them before. I th- isn't that true? Yeah. They put like. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I mean, because that's you got to keep them entertained it's like a cat. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. All right. Well, so anyway, that's keeping you up to date on what's going on with that conversation. If you listen to right wing media, holy shit, you would think that this election was like the worst thing that's ever happened. And if you really want to look at voter fraud, just watch the documentary. um, Get me Roger Stone. They openly talk about what happened in Florida in 2000. They openly talk about stopping the vote. Who knows what would have happened? Maybe Al Gore wins Florida. I mean, that election took us 39 days before we had a winner. I believe it was 39, maybe 34. It took us a long time. So this isn't the first time we've been here. And I actually think we're more certain in 2020 if we the next president is, because it's Joe Biden, yes. than we were in 2000. So just keep that in mind as well for context. And again, these people just have to, at some point, they will uh, realize that the outcome is the outcome. And uh, much like in 2016, uh, where people just refused to acknowledge that outcome because of how angry they were, um, you know, you look at what happened with media, and we're going to talk about how media is talking about COVID now as well, because it's interesting. Now, a lot of the left wing media is talking about how we need to open schools. Everything is yeah, we're it's talking flipping about, over. It's yes. all flipping over. We're going to talk about Nancy Pelosi and the stimulus and... My well, goodness. let's just let's so, just talk about the stimulus. Let's then. talk about it. Um, but just so you guys remember, like these things are fluid and uh, this is not the first time we have seen anything like this. And as a matter of fact, I feel more comfortable in 2020's election than I did in 2000's election. And in 2016, I think the left really got caught up with the idea that Donald Trump was going to be kicked out in two years after Mueller, after the Mueller investigation, when the media 24-7 talked about Russiagate. And it's like, oh, that didn't happen. But what they do is pacify the American people for a certain amount of time until, oh, four years have come and gone. Yeah. And now he's gone. And that's exactly what's happening here. This is just pacifying folks so that they can feel like they have something to hold on to. And that's exactly what's I mean, happening by, here. At the end of all this, it really is like a tragedy for old people in America because what? they got their favorite man let the like left them out in the cold to die of COVID, and then he is he's making up this conspiracy theory that it, the the real true intention of it because it's not to actually get Trump in the 
to have a second term because no. it's not going to happen. No. It's to juice these old people for all that's left. Well, you think the scam that, uh, speaking of Breitbart, that Steve Bannon was pulling with the Build the Wall Fund and get ready for a federal pardon coming his way any day now, uh, Donald Trump's final week in office will be quite funny because uh, that pen is going to be smoking hot uh, with all of the pardons he will be uh, delivering to his friends, acolytes, and cronies. But before we get to Nancy Pelosi and the stimulus, let's just do one possibly positive story. Oh, yes. About marijuana. So this is a uh, so it looks like the House will vote on cannabis legalization this December. So this is going to be happening relatively soon. A bill to remove federal penalties on weed and scrap some cannabis related records will receive a vote on the House floor in December. Uh, That is according to House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer. One of my favorite names of all time. In a letter to colleagues on Monday, Horier outlined a legislative schedule for the lame duck session in November and December. This is what he had to say, or this is what the letter said. He says, or the letter says, rather, the House will vote on the Moore Act to decriminalize cannabis and expunge convictions for nonviolent cannabis offenses that have prevented many Americans from getting jobs, applying for credit cards and loans, and accessing opportunities to make it possible to get ahead in our economy. Dot, dot, dot. Ben Kissel words here, not to mention again, to vote. Right. Because many of these are felonies. Hoyer's letter did not specify which week uh, the vote would be happening, but this is really a massive step in the right direction. And we're seeing legalization in a lot of red states. Um, didn't Was it Arkansas or Alabama? Which southern state legalized it? I think it, it was Arkansas. I think Arkansas it may have been. It was, a, it was a state that a lot of people were surprised about. This is now officially a bipartisan issue, the legalization of marijuana. And if you t- if you think about how far we have come on this issue, it really is amazing that legalizing weed has become bipartisan. And I think this is this is something that we need to say congratulations. We finally came together as a country and realized the one thing we all love to do is get high. And also, this helps for people who have cancer. This helps for people with arthritis. Many people suffer in seizures. So there's a lot of good things it's, other than just yeah, the fun I, benefits as well. Yeah, so it looks like the states that legalized weed in 2020, Woo. New Jersey, All right. coming in strong. Yeah, it is. Gabagool, Jersey Mike's. Vermont. That is, that's racist against New Jersey. Gabagool? Yeah! That, that is just a type of meat, my friend. That's pathetic. And you, when you say it like that, that means you know it's good. Uh, <laughs> Vermont, home of the Berlin coat factory absolutely arizona great uh montana and south dakota and south dakota who would have thought montana south dakota these places especially i think the most shocking in that list might be well i mean hell honestly kind of all of them you look at how you know close we were how recently chris christie his big old body uh, was in charge there in, in new jersey obviously saying no to legalized weed across the board and now we have it legal there. There are a total of 15 states now uh, that have legal weed. So this has become a bipartisan issue. This is according to uh, Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer. Oh, you got to love Chuck. This is what he had to say in a tweet. He says, it's past time to end the federal prohibition on marijuana. This is according to a uh, co-chair of the Cannabis Caucus. This is Barbara Lee out of uh, California. Uh, She says, with the success of all of the cannabis ballot measures across the country last week, it's more important than ever for Congress to catch up. 
Uh, this is uh, going on to say, she says, we're going to continue building momentum so that Congress takes action to end the failed prohibition of cannabis before the year is out. Too much is at stake for communities of color. So this is a great thing that's yeah. happening across this country. And as we've been talking about ad nauseum for a decade on this show, criminal justice reform starts with policies like this. This is awesome. And that's just a positive thing that we should focus on. There are some good things happening. And this is why ballot initiatives are the greatest way mm-hmm. to ensure that people actually have their voices heard. Uh, we can yeah, so we can vote for a politician who says, I'm going to go and do this, that, and the other thing. But in reality, once they get to the House and they realize, oh, they're one of 200 and plus people. Oh, I don't have that much power. Even when you get to the Senate, oh, I better follow rules as they are. They don't have that much power. Ballot initiatives are where yeah. we see real change. And so that is a positive story. I do. Legalize I do, it. I do wonder to turn it into a negative story. Right, uh, right. I, I do wonder if is this like a trend that indicates like a younger, more open-minded demographic in these states, or does it mean that we as a country are riddled with cancer and other, I think it's everything. And other pains and other like deleterious medical? Well, I think I absolutely do believe that's true. I mean, when it comes to how we're dealing with healthcare, which of course this past year has been a, a perfect referendum on our entire system. I mean, we literally have now that the vaccine is going to be rolled out at some point in the relative near future, mm. we are going to have air quotes, what they were talking about in 2012. Uh, death panels Yay, it's with socialized here. medicine, but we are in, we don't live in a socialized medicine country, yes. but we literally are going to be having uh, bureaucrats make decisions on which people get the vaccine first. And evidently you won't be surprised <clears throat> to yeah. hear this. Uh, they are thinking perhaps folks who run the big banks yes, are well, essential workers fine, who need well, to get the shots people first. People that work in the financial sector, that it is being debated currently that those would be considered essential workers. Which is disgusting. So you're right. I mean, I think you look at what's happened with with Oxy. You look at what's happened with all of these unbelievable opioid deaths that are, that are occurring, you know, 65,000 per year. Legalizing marijuana is going to completely God, help with that. And that is a re- so that is a good thing. Uh, to try to address, you know, some of the suffering that's happening all over this country. And that is, of course, why Chris Christie is such a fat tyrant. Yes. Because he literally had a baby who had seizures and he took her weed away. Yes. And she was like, okay, I'm four. Yeah. Can you please let me live? I, it is such a, it's so crazy, the idea that opioids are more prevalent and like and are tolerated and are like sort of normal in our society. And weed for so long was demonized when... Opioids have ravaged our country so severely. And 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 and, and interestingly enough, though, Travis, what state? South Dakota. Oh, South Dakota is that South? Those those uh, uh, sparsely populated states. Well, a lot of farming accidents. A lot of people working their freaking asses off in physical manual labor jobs. West Virginia, West Virginia, those states are the ones who have been hit the hardest. I mean, I I hate to keep talking about TikTok like it's my identity or something. It really is becoming it, though. We do have to be careful, Travis. I just like start swiping and I I am seeing inside the homes of people like of older people who live in West Virginia, etc. And it really just looks like a tornado has hit their lives. And, And I know it's because of opioids. Oh, absolutely, man. It's It's disgusting. It's it's so incredible that that is somehow more like it's permeate it permeated our society more 
and weed was just held back for so much longer. So I, long. I, it's crazy. Well, you and watch, I feel like we're you know, living in the past currently. And again, Big Pharma needs to be held accountable the exact same way that Big Tobacco was held accountable in the, in the 1990s. Uh, you can go and you can watch the marketing uh, advertisements that were sent out to doctors and things like and, and pharma companies specifically for Oxycontin. Mm-hmm. They promise no addiction. Yes. They promise That's right. it yes. is insane. Yes. The amount of lies are insane. For, for so long, they they were like, we have no evidence that that links addictive None. behavior. You would be stupid. <laughs> you would be dumb you if you get, thought that it would you be. Can You're get, anti-science if you think this is going to hurt you. You can get addicted to like corn on the cop. Like, I mean, it, it, making a habit is very easy, it, but well, then you add chemical bonds. It, exactly. and, you know, it, it's... It's so funny to me that they. Uh, it's, it's just, luckily, it's I like, think some lawsuits actually were successful against the Sackler uh, family recently. Yes, um, but I don't have all that information. But apparently, there were some successful. Oxy does work. It works the exact same way that Velcro does. It really does connect with your brain. Yes, yes, it connects exactly. with your chemicals, and it is very difficult uh, to peel away, and it's a very painful process. So, hopefully, the legal weed will just take effect across the country and we can start to see people be a little bit healthier. But let's talk about, much like how pharmaceutical companies need to be held accountable, it's interesting seeing, and we're going to talk about the stimulus now here, and we're going to talk about how it affects uh, COVID and uh, what's happening with the vaccine and things like that. But it's very interesting to see now the rise of the anti-vax movement Mm -hmm. and how that's going to play in to, uh, you know, post-vaccine COVID once we get that. And when it comes to holding big pharmaceutical companies accountable, we must do that. And I understand at the same time, I'm also going to be advocating to take a vaccine that's created by these big pharmaceutical companies. We know that vaccines work, and that is an extremely important thing to remember. We also have to remember that a lot of these people who are anti-vaccine or whatever it is, you're going to McDonald's, you're going to Taco Bell, you're going to these fast food places, you're going to Pizza Hut, and hey, I am guilty of all of those things. That's killing us a hell of a lot more than a vaccine. You know, that's going to be hurting us a hell of a lot more um, than anything that we can take that is scientifically approved to help us fight COVID. So we have to remember, like, the way that marketing works in this country, it's so infused into our brain. Like, we're just so connected at so long with smiley faces, eating Big Macs and things like that. And it is just devastating us as a people. And it's devastating us as a country. And we're seeing it play out in our education. We're seeing, like, the health of this country is really almost the base of our problems. Yeah. And I'm talking, I mean, I've, I've been trying to think about getting healthy, so perhaps that's why I was looking at these websites. But it's interesting to think about, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to pharma and when it comes to large corporations, specifically these huge, huge bureaucratic oligarchs that are forcing food, not forcing food down people's throats. But at the end of the day, when nobody has any money in a suppressed or a depressed economy, there's not many options for places for them to go. So you're going to go get a cheap meal when you can find a cheap meal. But that meal is also, for all intents and purposes, slowly killing you. Absolutely. And well, it's it really like embalming be, you like a mummy. Yes. There's and, and a reason that, that the, the burgers don't go don't bad. Don't be mad at, I mean, nobody's, I sh, not trying to lecture anybody, but it's like, be mad that you, that your like local state officials or city officials have allowed for food deserts to exist. And the only source of nutrition you have is a McDonald's. I mean, that's the real 
that's the real injustice. Not somebody trying to deliver a vaccination to your to your child that will uh, save them from a pandemic. Yeah, that's that's really true. That just reminded me. Uh, do you remember when um, Super Size Me? The movie I do. Well, he ate too much of it. <laughs> I know. I actually hate that movie because the guy's like, I ate it For every some... day three times and I threw it. It's like, also, to be honest, <laughs> what a bitch. I could eat McDonald's three times a day for a month and not throw up once. Yes. But I remember when it came out, I was like obsessed with it for some reason because I was also. What's trying the name to, of that guy? Uh, Morgan Spurlock. Morgan Spurlock. I was obsessed with that movie for like a couple months. I don't know why, and I I remember like he just ate it too. Much. I was like preaching it. I was evangelizing about Super Size Me in my art my art class, and like I would like let people borrow my DVD. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Such know a why. Jackass. I don't know why that like it, it so moved me. Or I something. think I did that with Loose Change, the uh, 9-11 well, documentary. No, I can't to say. Me. Well, there were some tidbits of truth. Uh, in Loose Change, and there are tidbits of truth as well in Super Size Me. Although I have, um, other than Rick Staves, the greatest travel journalist of all time. He's great. I believe that people, if you are a true documentarian, you do what Ken Burns does. I don't want to see you. I don't want to see you on camera. Morgan Spurlock, and same thing with Michael Moore. I'm like, get off of the, get out of here. Because now I've taken all focus away from the story or from any information. And I'm just staring at one dipshit or another dipshit. Mm-hmm. And Morgan Spurlock, I don't, I don't even know what the hell happened to that guy. Well, think- he went on to, to not to get too sidetracked, he went on to do a show uh, where he, I think it was called 30 Days, and he would spend 30 days oh, doing I a thing. Oh, I saw yeah, that yeah. as well, but that was bullshit. There's a camera crew, <laughs> and he only had to do it for 30, not... And he, yes, like, he like I know. wore a uh, hijab for 30, I forget what the actual... No, there was one 30 days that he did where he was like, I'm going to be poor. I think it was in Cleveland. And it was like, and he's like, I'm going to try to be poor. And it's like, you know how many people do this every day? And I get, I guess I get what he was trying to do, but it's just such like, why do people hate liberals? You know, because it's like, I'm I'm lowering myself yeah. to someone who takes the bus. Yeah. It's not a scientific study. This is, they're not, they're people also living freaking life. My advice to Morgan Spurlock. We want to see you hurt your own body. Yeah, just get fat. We want to see you ch- transform. We want to see like a body horror Cronenberg type Morgan Spurlock. He project. should do what he did with Super Size Me, but with heroin. <laughs> he should, yeah, super high me, <laughs> super uh, with high heroin. heroin. All right. Well, uh, so just when it comes to the health in this country, we have a lot of work to do, mm-hmm. and uh, I think the legalization of marijuana is a good first step. When it comes to um, addressing the medical issues that we're facing. All right. Well, let's talk about COVID. Let's talk about the relief bill. Well, and just to premise this, uh, just to remind people, the world, the world's billionaires um, so far this year uh, have made $10.2 trillion in profit. It's a meritocracy, folks. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we're it is post-election. And uh, the negotiations for a second stimulus bill that we've all been really in desperate need of, it's, it has resumed, um, but with a weird twist. Instead of Nancy Pelosi uh, saying, no, 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 we need a $3 trillion bill, right. she has now settled for l- not even half, but a third of that. One with, third of it. And she, so she is, uh, they have... Uh, so Romney and Manchin proposed okay. legislation for a bill that would be $908 billion that would, as of today, as of this recording, would not include stimulus checks. It, uh, and it what would, the f- okay. and, it defi- and it skimps on local and state 
uh, funding as well. So I'm sorry, you're just the bearer of bad news, so you're just going to get the brunt of this. How the fuck do they expect people <laughs> to live? You can't take people's jobs away and then not give them money. You can't have that. We are living in the worst of both worlds where we have a massive government, uh, huge overreach, forcing people to stay at home and then not following up with the second half of that, which might make it mildly acceptable, which is giving people freaking money. It is unbelievable how are folks supposed to live. They can't do it. And the fact that they are allowing this uh, to go forward and they're sleeping at night is absolutely disgusting. Going back to the billionaires, this is according uh, to Joseph Stadler. He is the head of the UBS. Uh, that's uh, UBS's global family office uh, department. This is what he had to say regarding the world's richest people. He says billionaires did extremely well. During the COVID crisis, not only did they ride the storm to the downside, which basically means exactly what Loeffler did uh, and Burr, I believe you, you start selling off shit and you make your money, you know, mm-hmm. what's going to go down. OK, so that's your downside, but also gained on the upside as stock markets rebounded. So they played this system like freaking um, Danny DeVito's penguin. They played us like a freaking fool. They played the entire situation like a fiddle and we are left getting 900 billion dollars of stimulus that won't even have a fucking check in the mail as you are out there homeschooling your children you're in the service industry you're in any job is going through a depression right now uh almost every job across the board is being hit with this and you have these scoundrels making this kind of money uh, it it yeah. is just absolutely disgusting. And just as a reminder, what yeah, what Kelly Loeffler did was she heard that we were about to be hit with an epic pandemic, and then she sold all of her stocks in like retail, you know, places that would be affected by uh, social distancing or stay at home orders, and just made millions of dollars and did not, and then lean, then leaned into Trump's rhetoric that the COVID-19 pandemic wasn't real. But um, this is, and also I want to talk about uh, this in the context of the $15 federal minimum wage as mm-hmm. well, because I have some thoughts on that. Uh, this is according to Luke Hilliard, again, talking about how much money the billionaire class and the wealthy class have been able to make because of the suffering of other people. This is what he had to say. He is the director of the High Pay Center. It's a think tank that focuses on excessive pay. Okay. Uh, of, of course, for these uh, massive, for the, for these CEOs of these massive companies that don't deserve that much money. No one can spend it in one lifetime. Why the hell do they need it? He says, Quote, extreme wealth concentration is an ugly phenomenon from a moral perspective, but it's also economically and socially destructive. So let's get morality out of there. This is counteractive to what Ronald Reagan promised, trickle-down economics. What that trickle-down economics did not take into account was human greed. And without uh, taking human greed into account, trickle-down economics is deeply freaking flawed. He goes on to say, and this is Luke Hilliard, he goes on to say, billionaire wealth equates to a fortune almost impossible to spend over multiple lifetimes of absolute luxury. He goes on, anyone accumulating riches on this scale could easily afford to raise the pay of employees who generate their wealth or contribute a great deal more in taxes to support vital public services while remaining very well rewarded for whatever successes they've achieved. Okay. So now we have to talk about the $15 minimum wage. Talk about hurting small businesses even more as these large corporations know they can pay it and refuse to pay it. And now because it's a $15 federal minimum wage, 
All it's going to do is hurt already struggling small businesses, and it's going to help these massive corporations continue the takeover of our entire country when it comes to business. And that's, this is just an unfortunate reality. I am so pro people who work at any one of these corporations. They should be making $30 a freaking hour. If you work at Walmart, there is no reason why you can't be making well over 20 bucks an hour. They can afford it. It is different than when you work at a, um, a single woman owned muffin shop like the blue stove in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. You know, when you raise things to $15 there, then you have a porter, you have to pay $15. Now your head baker is going to need double that because of course they're not going to be getting paid the same as the porter. It's the race to the bottom and it ends up shutting down those businesses. And then it becomes Amazon's muffin shop, Amazon's mom and pop store. So it is this disgusting corporate takeover that we've seen this entire year. I don't, you could argue that the oligarchs have been more than happy with these shutdowns because all it has done is destroy whatever little competition they had. Mm-hmm. Right now, they say 21% of small businesses across the country have been forced to shut down. And what do you think, Travis? I'm thinking by the time this is all said and done, I'm well over half. How the hell could any small business survive this? If I mean, what I'll are the freaking margins I'll, on a small restaurant anyway? I'll, I'll put it like this. If I see any small business after the pandemic has been like called off, after it's officially over, if I see any small business, I'll be like, I'll walk in and, and act like, oh, what are you... What are you still doing here? What are you doing? Here? I'll have to like I'll have to like shake that person's hand or you know whatever our new formal greeting is in our post pandemic world. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Uh, so, I, so I just feel like the road to hell in this situation is paved with good intentions. Yeah. And this is the corporate takeover. This is how they, they, have, they have squeezed business owners and uh, entrepreneurs. They have squeezed them from every single freaking side. And make no mistake, we're going to talk about Nancy Pelosi here in a second and the Democrats. And Nancy Pelosi is freaking the second wealthiest person in California. She's one of the wealthiest people in the fucking world. They have done so much damage to people. And again, they won't even give us a stimulus bailout. They won't give us anything. And you look at what they did with the auto industry. You look at what they did with the banking industry. Why can't we get a small business bailout? And all of these Republicans who pretend like they're for small businesses, that's a bunch of that's donkey crap. And all of these Democrats who pretend like they're fighting for you is also a bunch of lies because Nancy Pelosi just approved something that was worse than the initial bill that Mitch McConnell and the Republican House or Republican Senate said that they would approve. The nine hundred eight billion dollars is less less than the stimulus check that we were supposed to get that we didn't get for political reasons three months ago. But, and I'll say this. It's disgusting. The $908 billion, that is will not 
be the final number. It'll actually be much lower <sighs> because McConnell, like I said, us. McConnell doesn't want a stimulus bill. Uh, right. And a lot of his the Republicans in the Senate, they do think that a, Senate, a stimulus bill is necessary, but they're thinking like somewhere around 500 billion or less. So for the whole country. For the whole country. That is insane. And Nancy Pelosi will the they'll basically be haggled down to 500 billion or less. Who are, And then uh, those there won't be any stimulus checks and the the uh, only thing really currently in this 908 uh billion bill is they're going to sort of refresh the coffers of the Paycheck Protection Program. Uh not fully, they just partially refill it. And then again, you know, the asterisk there is that over half of the former PPP program went to huge corporations. Right. <laughs> so, and, like, but the, remember that, and then a few of them got applause as, yes, uh, as they a returned few, it. As they returned it, they were like, yes, thank like, you so much for returning. But we, honestly, thank you for returning that. It's unbelievable that they got it. Be kind, rewind. Rewind your uh, your millions of dollars that you got. Pretty good fraudulent. movie. Pretty good movie with Jack Black. I liked actually. it with yeah. and most deaf. Yes, um, but uh, let's talk about Nancy Pelosi. So she was giving a yeah. presser, and we have to, again, as we've been saying, we just had to avoid fascism. So we had to get Donald Trump out of office. Well, and that doesn't mean the job is over. The job is just beginning. So we just had to dodge that bullet like Neo. Uh, but now we have to deal with these corporate elites who. No connection. No connection with actual humans whatsoever. Nancy Pelosi, she was in front of reporters. What's this all about? So, yeah, she held a uh, a press conference with reporters, I believe, on Tuesday or uh, last Friday, rather. And uh, she was very enthusiastic about this nine hundred eight billion dollar bill. This bill that was lower than what the Republicans initially proposed to her in response to her three trillion dollar bill. <laughs> Yeah, I um, think this whole, I think this entire year is just brought to us by Bud Light. And uh, and reporters were, you need to have reporters right were, you know, justifiably confused. Why is this now different? Why why are you going so hard after this? And this is that same liberal media, right, that yeah, everyone's been talking about. Yeah, this about. is the liberal media. And um, so I'll just play a little bit of audio from that, actually. I will say she's getting very cool uh, face masks, very nice scarves she's getting. Well, she has her white people Wakanda masks. <laughs> oh, God, it's so bad. Oh. Yeah, so here is uh, a reporter asking Nancy Pelosi, hey, what, what changed? Um, and this is her response. You don't have to accept half of a loaf months ago. When you said, I'm not going to accept half a loaf. No, I'm going to tell you something. Don't no, characterize what we did before as a mistake, as a preface to your question, if you want an answer. That was not a mistake. It was a decision, and it has taken us to a place where we can do the right thing without other, shall we say, considerations in the legislation that we don't want. Now, that is it. Now, the fact is, I'm very proud of where we are. My chairs, my chairs have worked very hard on all of this. They were not even happy with a a proposal that we made the other day before we saw this proposal, they thought we had come back too, too small. So it's not about an individual. It's about how we address the needs of the American people. All right. Well, that's just pure word salad. That is just absolute nonsense. And she, I hate this whole thing. The way, first of all, the way that she started that is so aggravating. Yeah. Just um, don't you do not come at me with a question that is valid and completely <laughs> reasonable to ask. Don't you think about well, the, doing and, that if, if you want to answer what are that, you, Donald the Trump? The reporter asks, "Well, yeah, you, you got offered half a loaf before and this and that was bad, but now you're even getting less than that. 
why is this different? And, and this is a pretty long video. So uh, she does say, okay, here are the two things that are different. This is why I'm going, this is why I'm failing, uh, failing upward is because now we have a Biden president who right. believes in science. I don't give a shit what the president believes at this point. Just write the check. Send me $1,200. I have to feed my family. Biden believes in science, though. I, who cares? He's like Bill Nye. Oh, uh, that is fun. Bill and Nye would give us a check. And the other thing is, uh, now that there's a vaccine, she has the will to go on. She has she has a, she found a newfound reason to c- continue the, the negotiations because the vaccine. Um, so wouldn't the, it, in my head, if you don't have a vaccine, wouldn't that be more reason to actually pass stimulus bills but then they would have to do it again and oh, again geez. so now it's almost over I see. so, so they it's could, like a daily like it's a job or something that it's they almost to do. like they it's almost like they it. were appointed to represent people who are now just in a dismal state when it comes to the vaccine we're also going to have a conversation as a country how many folks are actually going to take it this is going to be quite interesting because as we know from jenny mccarthy there's a lot of anti-vaxxers out there again vaccines work folks it's really not that hard to i mean you know like we don't got polio anymore like there's just things that people used to die from and they don't die from and you know me i'm not exactly a genius on science but it's just kind of you know well, some would say there's a lot of evidence some would say vaccines caused a genocide of polio then polio is no oh, more, that's and, we, sad. and we miss it. I do miss it. I, I miss how people used to be able to fit in smaller places because they could uh, bend over all that way with yeah, their I like backs. How, I like how scrunched up they got. They look Ooh, like, like a, you think about Nosferatu. No, I'm thinking of Zelda from Pet Cemetery, the oh, sister yeah. who's like has spina bifida over the body. Oh, very beautiful. Everyone's beautiful in their own way. So if uh, well, basically, in order to make this vaccine matter, uh, seventy to eighty-five percent. Uh, of the population has to take it. That's how you get your so-called herd immunity. This is according to Jonathan Berman. He wrote a book on uh, folks who uh, oppose vaccines. This is what he has to say. He says the anti-vaccine movement has been going for years and years without a big audience. So the anti-mask thing, which has become very common now, suddenly gives the anti-vaccine an audience anti-vaxxers in audience. He goes on to say, you see anti-maskers adopting tactics from the anti-vaccine movement, and you've seen anti-vaccine ideas fall into the anti-mask rhetoric. So it really is going to be a, there is going to be a renaissance, yeah. not just in uh, in hopefully economically and in art and creativity uh, and in business, uh, but there's also going to be a renaissance in the anti-vax movement because at the end of the day, if no one takes the damn thing, we're right off where we are now. There's a lot of t- there's a lot of talk on right wing TikTok, and here's bring it back. You TikTok. are you are losing your mind. There's a lot of right wing TikTok talk about uh, you know oh with a Biden presidency, you voted for federally mandated vaccinations. No, there's but that is not happening. That is not happening. You know what is federally mandated? Seatbelts. And right. those save lives. Yeah. Like there are a lot of things in your life that are federally mandated. This is this is literally a life saving thing that is not going to be forced on you. You are just going to be given the option to um, protect those around you. And I think there's going to be different kind of ways in order to ensure that people get vaccinated. You know, if you are traveling, I think it is fine if a state is like, yo, if you want to come into our state. Please be vaccinated and things like that because honestly, uh, you know, it's, the way that the American people and our government has like so screwed this up, oh, we deserve for the vaccine to be like crumbled up and put in our dog food or whatever. <laughs> like, we deserve to have it 
secretly fed to us, but that won't happen, but we do deserve it. Some of you might be asking, what about employers and things like that? Well, apparently there's been a lot of lawsuits uh, about um, employee-mandated vaccines. Uh, Evidently, they usually fail as long as companies comply with state or federal laws that allow exemptions for objectors, usually on a religious basis. So basically... Uh, your job is allowed to be like, yo, get a vaccine unless you say I, I can't for a religious reason, um, which, of course, I suppose many, many people uh, will say if uh, if that's something that if that's a, a motivation behind them being an anti-vaxxer. I mean, you know, my parents, I remember I was born into a cult called Daystar and it was in North Dakota. Oh, wow. And my folks said we got vaccinated with the flu shots and stuff like that because my dad, you know, my, my mom, uh, they they're. Yes, a little bit radical uh, Christian, but they were also believers in science. And um, that got them kind of shunned by many people. There's a fringe right wing. I don't even It's just religious, just fringe Christian wing mm-hmm. that is completely anti-vaccine. Of course. And so my folks, I was talking with them, as a matter of fact, earlier this year about that. And uh, yeah, they said that a lot of a lot of their friends were very upset that we got vaccinated. And I'm going to say thank you for that. Thank you for vaccinating us because I find it to be really great not to be Well, I was a military child and if you are a part of the military in any way, they shoot you up with every vaccine, future vaccines, past vaccines, oh. uh, vaccines well, to different... I, I, you know, I, I think I got a vaccine that prevents me from learning Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I have every vaccine and um, <laughs> I'm normal. Oh, you're doing great, buddy. So anyway, uh, no end in sight for the suffering. And I'm sorry to say that. Um, because uh, the Democrats, <laughs> oh, that's the, it just sucks. I don't know what well, else it, to it, say. It, it's, it's, it's brutal. The most it's just starkly portrayed, like, of course, that this has all been a big political game. Of course. And we've been talking about it ever since. And that's what the reporters... And, and they tried to make us feel... They tried to make us feel crazy. And that's what the know? journalists at this this press conference yeah. with Nancy Pelosi were basically infer, you know, suggesting was like, was this just some game that some political uh, capital to like to withhold these bills until after yeah. Biden was made? And she's obviously indignant about it, but it's clearly just playing with people's lives for politics yep. for to it's, secure a job to c- secure jobs for people in the Senate or the house or in the white house. It's, um, huh, it, I, you know what? It's not good. It makes you feel crazy. It makes your friends. I mean, I'm just very happy after this year. None of my friends believe television news anymore. Thank God. Um, I don't know, whatever, but it makes you feel like you're crazy when you're telling people this is all political. Not not COVID is not political. The response to COVID is political. Okay, so make make sure that's COVID is science. COVID is yeah. just a disease. COVID is just a disease. It's a virus. That is it. Uh, the political response has been so disgusting, and it cost tens of thousands of lives. Both sides have blood on their hands, and they should feel absolutely and ashamed. This and- is one of those rare moments where, as a as an American, you do see political games that are played that affect every single person. And of course, when I say both sides have blood on their hands, uh, Donald Trump has a carry level of blood buckets splashed all over his head. He's the president. He was in charge and they had a responsibility. The Republicans had a responsibility in the Senate that they control. They had a responsibility and failed. And the Dems for political gain in order to get their boy Biden in there did the exact same thing, and now we are left under the guise that they're going to get us something better. Right. And yes. now we're left. Right, yes. With, that was the whole thing. That with, was the whole thing. Something worse. 
and you just you and, can't make it. And up. Mitch McConnell, man, he he is maxing and relaxing because he gets what he wants always. Always, he's gonna get he's gonna get a one hundred billion dollar stimulus bill that only pays for like golf, like Trump's golf course, yeah. and uh, it's gonna have the one thing that he wants in it. Because the one thing that he wants in it is the corporate liability shield, and that that is their that is their line. They will not cross it. And Pelosi is just going to give in to him. They're just going to give in. And so we're going to have a corporate liability shield that prevents people that prevents people who are sick for well, uh, working to uh, file lawsuits against employers that are uh, not providing enough protections in place. It'll, it'll make her and her family a lot of money, including her nephew, who is Gavin Newsom, who is also making bank right now as the governor of California. Just lastly, speaking of sort of flipping the script, do you remember how it was Fox News that was like, schools should be open, everyone says that it's fine, and then the left was like, no, schools need to be closed. Uh, now that's all flipped. Um, so apparently the CDC, this is according to uh, Director um, Robert Redfield. Oh, I knew a Robert Redfield when I was growing up. I don't think this is him. Uh, he said, <laughs> he said. No, come on. That, uh, <laughs> Maybe it is. No, I really don't. I, I know what, that guy was kind of straight. Uh, Redfield <laughs> spoke to many coronavirus related topics like vaccines, mortality and hospital, uh, hospitalization. Um, he emphasized his advocacy for in-person learning, which is uh, opening up the schools. Because I can you imagine, dude, just being a parent, right? Yes. I just my heart, honestly, it really does break. I think about him all the time because um, I take care of dogs and it's tough and they don't need to learn anything. This is what uh, Redfield had to say. He says, you know, I was very disappointed in New York when they closed schools, when they hit their three percent point, because, as you pointed out, we now have substantial data that shows that schools Face-to-face learning can be conducted in K through 12 and particularly in the elementary and middle schools in a safe and responsible way. Um, that is, again, the head of the CDC. This is not a political thing. This is just, if well, you want to believe in science, yeah. this is science. He goes on to say, I just think it's healthy for these kids to be in school. Uh, that said, they got to do it in a safely manner and they've got to do it responsibly. As we've been saying this entire time. Wear your mask, sanitize. And when he, and that was me talking. He goes on to say, and when this was started over the summer, no one really knew for certain. They thought that these were uh, public health measures. They thought maybe they would work. But now the data clearly shows us that you can operate these schools in face-to-face learning in a safe and responsible way. So it is so sad. We're like getting to the – it's just I, – I don't know. Well, and people are – it's not like, uh, what does this look like? People are doing it all across the world. Well, that's the problem with all of these shutdowns. It's like, so if so, LA is shut down right now. If not everyone else shuts down, it doesn't freaking matter. So if we shut down, like Vegas shut down for three months. And as soon as they opened, a bunch of people from states that didn't shut down just flooded the streets of Vegas. So it means that three months meant nothing. Also, I'll admit, I mentioned this before. I but- know. In Vegas. You have a very mean <laughs> view of the wonderful people of Las Vegas. In Vegas, they had a COVID spike because of a swinger party. Yeah. A 30-person <laughs> swinger party. It's a lot of swingers. Featuring some of Las Vegas's finest bartenders. Hey, man. So, and, so these people just like lined the lip of the glass with COVID and, and that served is, people drink. And again, that plays into the whole don't go to swingers parties during COVID. Yeah. You know, just, just I don't know why. Why? Oh, God. Wear a mask and sanitize and live your life and you will be okay. I promise. Um, Because that's what everyone freaking says. And that's what the science says. And that's what we're trying to follow. And it's just so sad that this past year, 
it could have been it could have just could have been handled so much better. Um, and I, I don't know if I've ever, I personally have never been so mad at government Yeah. and I'm sure just inferring that I'm a not super unique human being, um, because, uh, it's unbelievable how similar we all are. Um, I'm sure that people are extremely livid and we're going to see what it plays, how that plays out. Uh, it's going breaking forward. people. It is it, breaking people's minds. Oh my minds. God, man. It's it hurting all of us. Minds. I mean, we've been trying to, just for us, man, we're trying to run a small business over here, man. We're just trying to get through this year and. It's just hard. It's really I can't hard. Imagine, so. I can't imagine having the same. The, uh, three kids, all of a sudden they're all at home and you have to learn common core. Or you have to learn like, I don't even know. I forget what kind of math they use now. Um, some, I don't, it's just impossible. But I did just have a horrifying vision just to end everything. Great. Right. Good, good, good. You know, with the, the consolidation of, uh, you know, businesses failing and, and Amazon basically taking over our country. Uh, you do, do you know um, in China, they're like, they have a um, kind of fascination with uh, European culture. And so they'll often like, they'll try to like recreate um, castles and stuff like that. Have you seen this before? I haven't seen that. So in China, some of the more, some of the wealthier people have actually built full scale recreations of French chateaus. Like so, Las Vegas. Like, yeah, honestly. Okay. Um, and they'll have full scale, like one to one, the full recreation of a French chateau, like in Bordeaux. Really? But they'll have it in China and they'll have, they'll try to make, um, because China is also trying to produce wine now. They're trying to become uh, sort of a wine juggernaut of the world. Really? Uh, so they'll like have vineyards in front of this perfectly recreated huh. um, little French building. And I realized that that is kind of what America will be remade as in the sense that Amazon is going to recreate a mom and pop like exactly. diner experience, but it'll be Amazon and, yep. Ma- and Amazon yep. will create a, a coffee shop. That's Absolutely. like, like a bohemian coffee shop, but it'll be owned by Amazon. It's already, and all it'll happened. be like this Disney world and main you, street and we'll just sort it'll of be live like, in Amazon world. It'll be like walking through universal studios and we're supposed to pretend like that's authentic and that's real. It's dystopian. We talked about this on the, uh, on our great Patreon interview we did this week. Uh, Henry Zabrowski and I, if you, uh, if you have a chance to listen yes. to it, please do. Cast of one BR, cast, one bedroom. Cast of one BR, the director, the producer, and one of the stars. And um, the dystopian hellscape. The facade. The facade. The facade of everything it's, it's is... unbelievable because um, it's going to be so clean. There's a town in Wisconsin called Germantown. Yes. And everything is the same size and every building is like German, air quotes, German looking. And it is so nauseating. There's um in and, in Georgia, it's a hell in Georgia is that way. Yeah, it's a German town. It's made. It's completely like, um, you know, the the homeland. <laughs> yeah, built uh, overnight. These mm-hmm. things just go up in 48 hours. Mm-hmm. They're just they're, they're anyway. Anyway, it's not the world that we want to live in. And uh, the nice thing is, we're here and we can still talk and we can still fight and we can live in the world that we want to live in. And um, yeah, okay. Well, we are getting to on a positive note. It is just naturally happening. Uh, we are going to get this vaccine and we're going to get this figured out and a resurgence is coming. We are getting there 2021. And uh, I think that 2021 is going to be the beginning of a great, great couple of years of just a wonderful things ahead and for it, all of us. I, if you're in Georgia, I, please go vote go in vote. the January 5th runoff because I really want student debt cancellation to happen. Well, and if I can use any modicum, just iota of of, of power here. And just say, please go vote for Ossoff and Warnick, uh, because I really got to get rid of this student debt. You, uh, yeah. I got to get out. I don't know. I got to get out. I don't know. What if you just don't pay it forever? 
That's the plan. Well, yeah. I honestly, I you can defer pretty much. Just defer until you die. It's like death row. Yeah. Uh, just kind of keep on, just keep on uh, appealing, and uh, it'll be fine. You'll die before it. That's that's the American dream. Die die with your debt. Um, all that's, right, that's everyone. nice of you to. It's nice. Yeah, I mean, it is a nice. It's, thought. It is yeah. kind of a nice thought, isn't it? Um, all right, everyone. Uh, well, hang on in there. Keep on trucking and uh, hail yourselves. We will get through all of this together. And uh, yeah, all right. We'll talk to you. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work, tasks are taking forever to complete, and getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, then you should know these three numbers, 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One. Because your business is one of a kind. Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25. When booking with other vacation rental apps sounds like this. This place doesn't look like the pictures. Ah, is there a door behind all those spiders? It's time to try one that sounds more like a vacation. Ah, this is perfect. Relax, you booked a Verbo. 